Ah, let's play a game. Yeah, you'd be happy to know, or I guess you already know, that they had Saifa as a chick in that, so. Yes. Yeah. That was uh, a big win for me. Yeah, <laughs> it prompted me to to look it up, and apparently the whole debate is a, just a translation uh, uh, issue where they apparently didn't program into the game her, like when you go to Befrienda, they just had the same you know, thing where it says, like, take him with you. And then I guess they reflected that in the manual as well. And, yeah, it became a whole thing, like, online, you know, is Saifa uh-huh. a dude or a chick? And it's, like, obvious it's a chick. But apparently if you beat the game with Saifa, there's uh, some kind of indication that it's a girl. But I never did that. So I always beat the game with uh, Grant Dynasty. I think I may have beat it with Alucard yeah. as well. Yeah. What do you think about him not being in there? Grant? Yeah. I think he will be. Um, I mean, the story itself, it's supposed to be, you know, Trevor, but I felt like it was kind of a little more, um, at least the first episode was Alucard. Like, it was Symphony of the Night. Like, that, that dream sequence we all got a glimpse of in Symphony of the Night. Yeah. That was, that was the first episode, mm-hmm. which is great. Fine. Um, episode two and three, I'm going to have to put it. I'll get him a bottle or something. Oh, episode two and three were, you know, obviously Trevor and... There was not there's not a whole lot of storyline behind, you know, Castlevania three, so they just kind of, you know, made what they could up and then Yeah. They did a great job. Four, it, it, it seems like blasphemy to leave uh to leave Grant out. He's not just my favorite character, he's a lot of people's favorite characters from that game, uh or you know, he's he's great. And there was like no mention of him and I thought, well maybe they'll bring him in in the next season or something like that. And then uh you know, they made the mention that the prophecy said that it would be uh a vampire hunter, uh a vampire and a speaker to bring down oh, Dracula yeah. and you're like, well, "Fuck, well, couldn't you add in a pirate? Just throw that shit in there, man." Uh, <sighs> he'll be part of it. He'll he'll be there to like help him along. Or I, I don't, maybe I don't, I don't think so, man. I uh, I, I hold out hope, but I don't know, man. That'd be horse shit. Um, they did two things that I was, you know, I thought was like a cardinal rule you do just don't do in any type of like movies, and that's one they they like they shot a priest, albeit you know he was a douchebag, bad priest. Yeah, but the other one was like in the I think episode two. Like they show like one of those demons like carrying a baby in its mouth, and they show like an empty crib, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like, yeah, babies and dogs supposed to be like off limits. Like, you want someone to turn your shit off right away? Yeah, they went like, dark. Kill a baby. Sure. Kill a- oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't come mind as much, but I could tell. I could. Yeah, let me get him a bottle real quick, and we can start. Hold oh on. no, no problem. Right back. Little does James know I've been recording this entire time. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, yeah. Um, try and fill some uh, some gaps in here. Basically, James and I are, as you could hear, becoming increasingly difficult for us to uh, to find time to podcast. Both of us have small children now, and yeah, it can be it can be fun sometimes. Uh, trying to find time to do 
much anything without getting our uh, significant others angry at us. And uh, as you may have picked up, we were talking about the Castlevania Symphony of Night. Well, I, I guess they just call it Castlevania, but it's uh, it's based off of Castlevania 3, which leads into later Symphony of the Night and the game that we just reviewed. And man, what a what a wonderful show that was. That was uh, really well animated. Oh, it's back, I think. <laughs> oh man. All right. Mike's going to take them, so we're good. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was, uh, I've actually been recording since we started talking about uh, Castlevania, so I was just trying to fill in the listeners there. A little behind-the-scenes action. I kind of like it, personally, when we uh, when we don't just, like, boom, start into the show. I like a little banter before. It's kind of nice to catch up and, and have that recorded as well. So, And it pads the show out a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was just telling them it's sometimes hard for us to to find time with kids and everything now but everything's going good with david oh great man he's starting to sleep like five six hours straight at night that's good um which is great i'll trade that in for the naps you know throughout the day any any day of the week Mm -hmm. um so we're getting some sleep finally which is huge oh man been up to anything else other than uh watching castlevania and being a dad uh, not much, man. I, I just finished uh, Better Call Saul. Oh yeah. Um, I really like that show. Like, I've a watched. Lot. I've watched through whatever Netflix has up. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then the newest season's pretty good too. So you'll, oh, you'll be you'll be happy with it. Yeah, I'm always a year behind on all that <laughs> stuff. Uh, Walking Dead and all that. Yes, yeah, I watch everything on Netflix, so I'm always a full season behind, which doesn't bother me until some jackass posts up on. Uh, on uh, Facebook or something, so and so died or whatever, and then I'm like, "You fucking bastard!" This go round, <laughs> I uh, I managed not to read who had died in uh, The Walking Dead, and then Dave Chappelle did a fucking sketch about it. That of course I had to watch because Dave Chappelle and he did it on SNL, and he hasn't done anything in what ten years. So of course I watched that, and he right in the monologue, right at the beginning, gives it away. You know, and he's like this son of a bitch right here. If it's not if it's not people on Facebook, it's celebrities just ruining things. Us, uh, <laughs> That's true. Behind anyway, uh, okay. We're gonna go for uh, um, tales of oh, uh, skies of Arcadia. Skies of Arcadia. There it is. Yeah, yeah, I believe we will. Um, anyway, let, let's do introductions. Hey, everybody, this is uh, is it worth it? The podcast where we just talk about whatever. Um, no, we talk about video games, um, retro games. Typically, in the past, these games have been rare and valuable, although not always. Uh, James and I, we play the games, and then we tell you whether or not we feel they're worth their current eBay price. Hi, I'm your host, Blaine J, and with me, as always, James Mulholland. Hey, everyone. So... Uh, we decided, James, you and I uh, collectively, and while, while we're on the subject, uh, both you and I were, we've been picking games. Um, uh, a lot of times I'll say, hey, what do you want to play next? Sometimes I'll pick it. Um, sometimes it'll be a suggestion from a, a person and we'll play that game or whatever. Um, but in, like, I was trying to make it a little more instead of just seat of our pants, like whatever it is we feel like playing, maybe let the fans have a little more... Uh, 
a choice over the matter as to what it is you and I are playing. So what we've done or what I've done and uh, James has helped is James and I have gotten a list together of games that we both own or could uh, acquire relatively easily. And we've put together a short survey that you can find on Facebook or Twitter. They're posted to both my accounts. I believe James retweeted it, so it'll be on his account as well on Twitter. And then it's on the Is It Worth It uh, fan page that's on Facebook. Um, You can find it there. Click the link. Go vote on the eight games. We left four games out so that James and I still have opportunity to do whatever whatever off-topic music uh, system shows that we want to do. and then uh, the eight games that you guys choose for us will be the games that we'll be playing for the next year. So that's uh, kind of a way for us to just like let you guys tell us more in a way of like, hey, this is what we'd rather be listening to. And so far, the voting is pretty cool. We've gotten 24 votes, which, you know, is a lot considering I only put, you know, links up on Facebook and Twitter, which doesn't account for uh, just the m- smallest amount of our actual actual listeners follow us on those things. So um, that's incentive for you, the listener that doesn't follow us on those things, to go to either one of those, uh, take the sum- the small survey, see what it is we might have in store for the year. Some of them are, are pretty close. Some of them are already, like, the front runner is so far ahead. I don't think that, you know, it'd take an awful lot of votes one way to get us off of that ga- those games. Like, I'm pretty sure you and I are going to be playing Xenosaga for the Wii at some point next year. Um that one's what like 54 percent ahead or something so it's like way in front but then we've got others that are like neck and neck so uh anything goes on a lot of those and it'd be uh, it'd be really great if you guys could go there and check that out um but the next episode we're doing isn't going to be one that you guys choose we're going to give you guys a full month to um to be able to vote on that and then once we get all the votes uh that will dictate uh the rest of the year the next game we are going to be playing after today's game which is deja vu one and two it will be skies of arcadia for the gamecube and dreamcast james had already bought a copy uh i'm kind of itching chomping at the bit to play a really good rpg so this is going to be the game that we're going to play for next month this month though we're not talking about that but oh while i am on the subject geez i i almost forgotten it i kept telling myself all day like remember 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 so uh, i did tell you guys last month that there would be um some kind of prize it's not going to be much as i said to people that posted on either facebook or twitter or whatever so i took all the names of everyone that's ever posted for now um we may change that to new posts on the next ones but because we've never done this contest before i decided let's take the just everybody you know and whoever's ever posted outside of myself and james sorry james you're not eligible um and I kind I kind of <laughs> want to exclude the guys from the RPG show as well, um, just yeah. because they're you know we comment on each other's stuff. We're fans of each other's shows, but it's you know I, it'd be like it'd feel like a cop out if I was like, and the winner is Brent from the RPG show. You know, I'd kind of feel like a douchebag, but uh, maybe we'll include them. But I, I picked them at random. Um, we're gonna if if you're listening, and I hope you are, uh, Jeff. Edmonds, 
has commented on, uh, I think, a couple things, but uh, I saw he'd commented most recently as well, and uh, I believe he's commented in the past. But uh, you've won something. Uh, again, it's not going to be much, but uh, send me a message on Facebook or Twitter, provided you don't live in one of these countries that's going to charge me $30 to send you something. I'll send you something out. And uh, James, did you want to pick someone else, or did you want me to just pick another at random? I was thinking... Random, I? Might... I? Actually, yeah. You know what? Actually, I have one. Okay. Um, it's the guy that we just he just joined Discord, I guess, and he's been like we've been chatting it up a little bit. Uh, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm hoping he, he posted. I think. Though, I don't want to. If he has, I'll give it to him. If I'll give it to him. If not, then uh, you go ahead and pick someone. Uh, I don't have any anything right. Off that. <laughs> I feel kind of like a jackass. I don't have anything up. Uh, I know Josh posts a lot. So Josh Watts. Um. I wouldn't mind getting him something. I know he lives in the states too. So Go to Josh then. We'll, we'll, we'll get. We'll do you get, have the? Uh, do you have something to send, or do you? I have. I have plenty of stuff. You want me to just send two prizes? I got this. Um, I got. I got. I got something to send. Oh, do you? All right. I got a copies uh, of stuff that I. I yeah, I've got multiple across, copies of so yeah, several just, games. Uh, just something simple, guys. So Jeff and Josh, if you're listening, and I know Josh is for sure, and I'm pretty sure Jeff is as well, uh, just give us your contact information through Facebook or whatever so we can send you off whatever it is, probably a NES or a, like a, I don't know, a GameCube or a Nintendo DS game or whatever it is I got extra laying around. I got a bunch of this crap, so start giving it to you guys and maybe just a little, like, thanks for listening handwritten note or something. I don't know. Maybe a deal or something um or not whatever but yeah so just contact me you guys and uh the next game we're going to be playing i already mentioned is skies of arcadia correct and i guess we can get into the actual fucking show now what game did we just get through playing i mean uh yeah yeah uh so you've probably played through this a lot more recently than uh i have because i played through it i i couldn't wait james and uh, I don't know if you saw the correspondence, but while I'm thinking about it too, um, I posted or he posted to me on Twitter uh, someone by the name of Robbie Suave. I think he's from England. I'm not sure, but uh, he he said something. He either spelt color the wrong way or something, and I was like, oh, this guy's from overseas, but or not the wrong way, but the correct way, and we do it wrong. You know what I meant. Um, uh-huh. They, they do it with a U, we do it with a no. Uh, something like that. One of those words or phrases, I was like, oh, this guy's not from around here. But anyway, we were in correspondence. He sent me a thank you saying um, he had listened to the last episode, Castlevania Symphony Night, heard we were doing Deja Vu. He heard that I had ordered the brand new copy from Amazon from that one guy that had like seven or eight. And he mm-hmm. said like, hey, they only had five copies left when I, when I got it, but I managed to snag one. And I was like, that's awesome, dude. And then we were kind of talking back and forth for a little bit. So give that guy a shout out. He uh, he apparently does a lot of cool stuff. I think he, gosh, it was something really interesting I was going to ask him about too that he, uh, I think, and forgive me if I'm getting this wrong, Robbie, I don't have it in front of me, but I think he said on his page, on his header, it says something to the effect of he has a song on Rock Band or something. So maybe one of the songs... He may be a musician of some sort, and maybe one of the songs written on one of the rock bands he'd actually pinned. That would be really awesome. So if that's true, get with me. I'd love to talk to you about your experiences doing that or whatever, you know. But yeah, he uh, he thanked me for getting that. And uh, anyway, I got my new copy. I know you've had your copy for however long, and I uh, I couldn't wait to play it. You know, I've been waiting 
you know, I didn't even know there was a Deja Vu 2, you know what I mean, James, until like last year. And then I was like, oh my god, there's a Deja Vu 2, how do I play this thing? And then turns out it's on the uh, the Game Boy, uh, Game Boy Color specifically. And then when I found one, I, I even though it was sealed and it's like, it, it took a lot, James. It really did for me to open that thing up. I very carefully razored it open and everything. Normally I won't open a sealed game for anything, but for the show I was like, well, I'm not going to buy another copy because I just don't have the money. Um, so yeah, open it up and I played through it right away i mean that day it didn't take very long to beat either i think it was all total maybe an hour and a half or something i did end up looking a few things up which is probably cheating i'll, I'll, I'll give you guys that but i didn't want to be wandering around you know looking at the same box number three or whatever it was to uh to get through the games now for the listeners james you want to explain a little bit about how mac venture games play in general and click game um See, this game, um, I kind of I like the version a little bit better. Um, something with how the screen's organized, and like instead of having symbols for what you can do, like open, close, etc., I can actually have the words. Right. Um, I, I got the, uh, the Nintendo version plastered in my face. There's essentially three screens on your on the on the TV. Top left, it's like you know looking out of your your guy's eyes. Um, the right side is your inventory, which this game, you have a gigantic inventory. Yeah. Like key one, key two, key three, file one, file two, file three, medicine one. And it's like there's so many of them, and it gets a little stressful, um, especially towards the end. We'll get to that later, though. And then the bottom is generally your action commands and like where your movement area is. And um, the game and uh, like how, the, how the screen works, at least. <laughs> yeah that now there was four notable games i guess if you include deja vu 2 and the one that everyone always seems to remember is shadowgate right um mm-hmm. it's been the one that's actually been recently remade it's um most people would say it's the best game and it's kind of hard to refute that i like uninvited a little better for just reasons i don't know Uh, but what's weird is you would think that deja vu would be the game that i would love the most out of all of and i do i do love this game don't get me wrong um because it's set in a film noir type you know setting where you play as a private eye who in the first game has uh, lost his uh his memory through uh later you learn like he's been drugged and they're trying to frame him for murder and it's your job throughout the game to try and prove that you didn't murder this person and uh actually get the people who did to be locked up and and you do regain your memory throughout at first it's like a series of memories and stuff that you um randomly pick up on as you do different things you the first one is like you look Mm -hmm. in the mirror and and you don't quite recognize yourself, and then you look at a, a boxing promotion where you see a picture of yourself, and uh, you recognize that it's you from looking at the mirror, but you don't recognize the name under it, Ace Harding, and then later on you have like random memories, like uh, one of your dog named Taco for some reason, like a little dog, and uh, just stuff like that. But eventually you do uh, you find a medicine and take it, I believe. Isn't that how you... Uh, regain all your memories like i said it's been a month james yeah it's like yeah medicine five i think you Mm -hmm. have to combine with the capsules then you got to use that on yourself 
and then yeah you start remembering things little by little right right so it's i mean we could go through this game puzzle by puzzle we've tried to do that before but that's like one it's boring to to listen to it's it's hard to like remember exactly the way things go throughout this um is there any puzzles or anything in particular about the first game that really stood out to you Mm -hmm. oh gosh i'm trying to think um big thing with this game and it's something that i forgot uh going through it the second time is like everything needs to be like opened and examined like i when I for, you first start out, you start out on the toilet, and you're like, "Where? Who am I? Where am I?" And then you see like your jacket in front of you, so you like intuitively, "Oh, take jacket." Okay, I got the jacket. And then you see your gun. Oh, take gun. Got the gun. Now what do I do? And I'm trying to like move around, and you got to think like, "Wait, no, I have to, you know, open the jacket yeah. that opens the pocket, and then take everything out of the jacket." And then even even with that, it's like you have a, you found a wallet. Oh, open the wallet. Okay, take the items. And you have a key in the wallet. Take the key out of the wallet. That, that took me like 45 minutes um, to just re-remember. And I know when I was, you know, 10 playing this game, like I, I don't know if I just was so much trial and error back then that I yeah. knew how to do this or if back then I was just smarter or like more in tune to games like this to like it's, think like, oh, I have to open this up. But I don't know. It's that little kid tenacity that we all had. We would just... Um, mm-hmm just sit at these games especially something as interesting as deja vu and shadowgate etc that actually told a story i mean the the same can be said for like maniac mansion when i was a kid i would just try everything over and over and over and over and then later on with like uh the other point and click adventures your uh, monkey islands and your uh, blazing dragons and such like just you would just try everything until um something worked you know the problem with these early Mac Venture games is that they give you so many freaking items, and you touched on it a bit. You know, you've got so much chafe. Like, even in the first five minutes of the game, you find like a piece of gum, some seltzer water, um, a lighter I don't think ever gets used, uh, just all this crap. You know, the wallet itself, the stuff, some of the stuff in it gets used, the keys and whatnot. But there's all this stuff that has no use and you yeah you can use gum on self and you'll chew it you can drink the seltzer but uh, other than that there's not much use now i don't remember in deja vu if there's an area where you can do this but in um in uninvited there and i believe shadowgate as well there's a couple areas where it says you can leave stuff here and you can literally like take any item and attempt to leave it there and if it if the game lets you leave it there then it's not integral to the game you don't need it to beat the game so in that uh-huh. way you can like thin out your inventory you know but uh, no that that would have been huge also if like he would have had some sort of like notepad where he would like write out the important like you know, events in the game or the important clues he discovered. So you could like refer back to that and kind of get like a quick synopsis or summary of what's gone on so far, especially if you like saved your game and came back to it a later time, you could like read that notepad and kind of get like a quick summary of what you did already. And maybe, you know, yeah, I don't to where you need to go. I don't even know of where, where was I going with that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, a reason really for for the save, like until you had said it, it I was like, oh yeah, there is a save feature on the original NES as well, like and the Game Boy. Um, 
it, it's such a short game, James. Both both Deja Vu mm-hmm. one and two, and Shadowgate and stuff. It just it never like I don't think I've ever left the game and came back. You know what I mean? It's like once I started playing, mm-hmm. I would e- either beat it or I'd get as far as I felt like I needed to, and then I would uh, stop. And, uh, yeah, that was, you know, how I got through these games. So, yeah, weird. when you were talking about saving, I was like, uh, what? Um, one of the favorite things that happens in this game is completely random for me. There's uh, a mugger, right? And you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, he'll come up to you and randomly you punch him in the face or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He comes up and he's like, Hey, it's in your best interest to, to give me $20 or something like that. And you can get tw- you start off with $20 in your wallet. So you can use that. It's only really used once in the game to buy a gun. I think there's three things you can do with it, but, um, or two things, mm-hmm. give it to the mugger or buy the gun, I think. Um, but there's another $20 bill you can get off this lady that if you punch her in the face, you can take a $20 bill out of a, out of her, um, bag two, but there's really no difference between gun one, gun two, and gun three. They all work the same, so uh, really no need for that. But what I love about the mugger guy is that he's random. He he can appear anywhere on the overhead streets when you're like walking around town and shit, and he'll just say his little spiel, and you can punch him in the face, and he'll run off. And he'll say, I'll be back next time. And then when he does show up randomly again, he'll have another black eye or he'll have a black eye and then you can do it again. And then the third time he'll have two black eyes. And um, if you Uh attempt it a third time, he'll just shoot you dead, which that's the one thing about (laughs) all these Mac venture games is there is no consequence for death whatsoever. Um, You, you die frequently and in like increasingly funny ways you can commit suicide, et cetera, et cetera. What I love about deja vu, the original one, it, you see like a tombstone or whatever. And it like, uh, it says, well, so much for all your dreams and aspirations, you know, (laughs) well, that's kind of dark, but then they immediately start you in the, the scene right before. And so a pro tip that I got that like, it never occurred to me as a kid, but, um, watch out for fireballs is another, um, much more popular uh, retro games cast. And they were talking about this game some years ago and Gary Butterfield from that show, he said anytime that the mugger shows up, instead of like punching him in the face, he'll just like pull out his own gun and use gun on self. And like, because <laughs> it resets the random, right? And then, then you can just go on about yeah. the day. But I love the idea of like, you know, because death isn't a consequence. Like imagine if you were like, if like uh, Bill Murray from Groundhog's Day, and like randomly you would get mugged in that scenario, <laughs> like instead of like giving over your money, you're just like, well, I guess this is uh, in my day, and you just you know you shoot yourself in the face, and like the the mugger's reaction to that, like, oh Jesus, Mister, <laughs> you know, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, God, you could have just you could have just gave me some money. You know, now you're so unstable. Now everyone's gonna think I did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no man I, I i love that so that's the way i play uh ever since then it's just <laughs> you know and i and i found myself on deja vu 2 doing a lot of bullshit that i shouldn't have been doing and i kept getting arrested over and over because every time i walked by once i figured out that you could shoot out the windows of everything in that game anytime i walked by a window i would just be shooting them out and stuff and <laughs> that game opens up since since i kind of touched on now we can talk a little bit about more 
more about deja vu the original first if you want uh, i don't want to jump around too much but um did you want to discuss like the ending and how that goes or yeah we could stay on it i i didn't finish deja vu 2 i played it for about 20 30 minutes mm. so i got you know fairly far but then i uh okay well i can fill you in on uh, that and you can take that. care of uh, yeah. deja vu yeah, deja vu. So, um, like you're saying, you encounter like I don't know four or five. No, I think three or four people throughout this game, and when in doubt, just punch them in the face. Yeah, because it works on you know, the girl, the mugger, and then like the butler later on. Um, well, there's the fat chick in the in the what you call it. There's the bum that randomly shows up to give you a tip. There's the guy that's behind the glass that you don't see but have to shoot, and then yeah, you got to shoot him. The fat lady, you got to, like, give her medicine and wake her up, and she gives you an address. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this game, you basically got to – you're searching around. You're, you just pick up everything you can, examine everything you can, open everything you can, uh, try and find new addresses, new keys. You're moving around, and then, like you said, you, get your, you start getting your memory back. Then you start to figure out, like, oh, this has been a whole setup against me. Yeah. Um, the evidence, you then have to go find an area in the sewer. I think, I think it's the only place you can do it. Um, and then you like throw away, you look through all of your inventory. Now we're talking like 50 plus things Yeah. and you got to like examine it again. And if it's incriminating to you throw it in, in the, the garbage, uh-huh. throw it in the sewer. If it's, uh, you know, incriminating against someone else, then you keep it. And at the end of the game, um, you report into the police station, you walk in there, you cross your fingers, and you hope that you threw away the right stuff and kept the right stuff. And if you did, you get the good ending. If you didn't, you get the not-so-great ending. Right, right. Yeah, um, you can you can show up to the police station. You go there any time, but if you don't have everything you need, then they just lock you up instead of the actual criminals. So, yeah. Over again right before you uh, play it. Um, like I said, I think the Nintendo version is a little bit better for this game. I think the bigger screen. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, instead of having these little tiny symbols of like what to do, it's actually like spelled out like open, you know, right. examine. It's infinitely better. Uh, and I touched on that with Robbie in our correspondence back and forth. Uh, I told, you know, he asked me how good Deja Vu 2 was, and I said not as good as the first. That's because I played the first on the NES. Um, the NES version mm-hmm. is by and large the way you're going to want to play this game outside of the pc port would look which looks beautiful there is a original like port for i don't know commodore or something i don't know how it was for macintosh Macintosh. it was originally a macintosh that's right to nintendo mac venture games derp um yeah and i'm sure there's probably a way that you could play these games on a modern computer i'm not really a tech guru so i wouldn't Uh be the guy to ask but it does look really beautiful and i would i would think that a mouse would like be like infinitely helpful on these type of games oh Um, yeah Oh yeah, it is annoying to drag stuff slowly. In that D pad moving around, Ugh. Yeah. Um, and uh, even worse on the Game Boy with, like you say, it's just symbols instead of uh, instead of words written out. It just made it infinitely harder and clunkier to get around to do yeah. things. And <sighs> yeah, but I remember the first time I played this game, I was in like fifth grade. It was raining, so we couldn't go out. My like friend brought over like his old Nintendo games. Um, and we popped this in, and it was like we had grilled cheese sandwiches. It was raining outside. Three or four guys, like in my basement, just you know, rocking out to this game. It was like perfect. And right when I played it again, it brought me right back to like that day. Oh, and I was like, this is this is it's a good game. It's a good yeah. game. Get it for the Nintendo. Game Boy's great. Could get part two though. So you know, 
good there too. If you like point and click, I'd say it's worth it. Oh, but. for sure. The, the The second game is it follows a lot like the first game. It's essentially the same game. In fact, there's a lot of the same locations. I, I even think that they just straight up took um, like imagery used in the first game and put it in the second game because you still like go to the bar, you go under the sewers. There's still the secret passageway with the big cask that says Vino and and the underground casino. I think is still represented. I, I can't remember whether or not it is. It might be mixing up, but a lot of the same locations. A little bit different in that you you know they make a little joke at the beginning of the game when you start it like that you can't remember your name but he's like and my name is dot 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 ace harding ace detective blah 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 and he remembers who he is and um it's it's just story-wise and everything not as good as the first one you end up having to go to a couple of different towns instead of just uh the main las vegas i believe it is in the first game um, you have to go to Chicago and then maybe New York as well. I can't recall exactly, but you're always hopping on the train to get to here to here. And uh, it's, it's just by and large, not as good. Basically what has happened in this game is you owe, uh, the mob a lot of money for some reason, right? And I can't remember why, but reasons, whatever. And there's this thug that keeps like harassing you throughout the game. He's the MacGuffin and every Mac Venture game, they always have a MacGuffin at the beginning that if you don't do stuff in a certain time, then you'll lose the game by default. In uh, Uninvited, it's like the jewel in Shadowgate. Gosh, I can't remember what it is in Shadowgate now. In uh, the original Deja Vu, it's your memory. If you don't get it back within a certain period of time, I think you lose automatically or something. Um... Yeah, so it's just the MacGuffin of the, those kinds. This thug shows up and he uh, is trying to shake you down for money. Um, I don't remember a lot of the game because a lot of it was just like really boring and uninteresting, unfortunately. I remember that you, you find a newspaper clipping early on of you uh, boxing. And it, if you read the whole clipping, it says, and the sparring partner was uh, Troy McClure or whatever. It's the first name that came to mind. And... Uh, <laughs> You go to a casino and you have to have a bunch of money to be able to travel, but you only have like whatever it is, the standard 20 bucks or whatever, two or three dollars, I don't even remember. And, excuse me, and you have to uh, go to the casino is the only way you can make money in this game. So you go and you have to uh, keep searching blackjack dealers until you find one that has the name of your old sparring buddy. And for some reason, he doesn't recognize you right off the bat but if you show him this newspaper clipping he's like hey ace uh, looks like you're gonna get have a lucky time tonight and then you play blackjack and supposedly you're not supposed to be able to lose but the the deal is if you if you and he get 21 it pushes to him so i actually the first time i tried it it pushed to him and i was out of money so <coughs> i had to reset <coughs> back to my back you know a uh, screen <coughs> excuse me yeah, I think I shot Shit. myself in the face or whatever. <laughs> and uh, had to restart, and this time it worked. And you get up however much money and are able to uh, progress after that. Oh my gosh, I am having terrible... I don't have anything to drink. <coughs> Excuse me, one moment. Uh, nope, not drinking Well, that. in the meantime... Yeah, yeah, I found a bottle of water <laughs> in my room, and I was like, eh, maybe this will be fine. And I, I don't know where it came from, so I decided to smell sure it's it. water? Yeah, it smelled like feet or something, so that's not getting drank. Um, yeah. 
I'll be fine. But anyway, yeah, you get enough money and then you're able to travel around and stuff. I remember that. I remember in this game, um, unlike the first, there's there's a cab driver. I think when you go to Chicago, you you need his uh, services. And apparently you saved his life at some point by uh, invest doing some pro bono investigation for him. So now he'll drive you anywhere in the city for free. So it's kind of nice not having to like straight up hand him cash or whatever um, every time you need to ride somewhere. Um, other than that, what you're trying to do in the game, in the second game, is you're trying to make one mobster think the other mobster is playing each other, and then they end up killing each other, and you have to get the fuck out of Dodge, because what you do is, like, the one thug that's always harassing you, he's always dropping these, like, cigar rings everywhere he goes, and... You can actually pick them up as an item, and then later on you can break into the one mobster's um, uh, like hideout, and you can uh, steal something from him. I don't even remember what it is, and then leave that cigar ash there, which apparently he's the only person in all of wherever that smokes these kind of cigars. They give off a particularly foul odor, much like that water I almost drank. And <laughs> then you go to the other mobsters and you do much the same you leave evidence to make them think that they're going to and and actually in that case uh it's real evidence that the one mobster is trying to overthrow the other, other mobster and then they end up having a big gang fight and the only thing that you have to do at this point once you get everything set up instead of going to the police like you do in the first game you have to get as far away from las vegas as you possibly can within a certain amount of screens so you have two choices you can either go to the train station ride a train to chicago or new york or whatever and then you get a little message that they killed each other and everything's hunky-dory or you can literally walk as far as you can into the desert of las vegas there's a little maze there um that you can just go deep 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 into and uh, once you get deep enough uh just wait around and it'll give you the message that hey they killed each other and you get a little cutscene and stuff uh, and yeah ace harding detective strikes again or whatever it's it's kind of I, I don't want to say it's bad maybe it's just the fact that i didn't play it as a kid but it's for me it was like way outshined by the first deja vu which is way outshined by shadowgate and uninvited um that said i still think it's fucking worth it right okay <laughs> you're just like oh. well, i, I, I like I, mean, I liked it i uh, i didn't play all the way through it and if it you get if i wouldn't get one on the game boy i'd say uh yeah yeah and you know, the thing about this game, though, is it fluctuates fucking wildly. You know, you'll see copies, loose copies, for like 10, 20 bucks, and then you'll see box copies anywhere from like, I got a sealed copy for $30 on Amazon, and he had multiples. And then the same bastards are selling complete, quote unquote, you know, not sealed, just complete copies um, on eBay for 50, 60, and then. Sealed copies on eBay. I saw one for like 150. The guy's trying to get for it. So this is one of those games that's like, it's been long enough. It's rare enough. The demand is uh, low enough that people are all over the place with its actual 
worth. It's kind of hard to pinpoint what the game is actually worth. I would say if you can pick up a complete copy like uh, I did or Robbie Suave uh, did, then, you know, if there's still any available, absolutely get that for $30. It's ridiculously good for that price for just the nostalgic factor alone, for the fact that you're getting to play the original Deja Vu. You know, it's like you said, James, it's a two for one. Then failing that, you can get it on the Nintendo for like what five or six dollars for a loose card it's not very much it couldn't be over 10 over 10 yeah so if you don't want to play deja vu 2 which i would understand because it it really isn't as good a game maybe if i played it on the nintendo with the full interface like you said maybe then i'd be like oh yeah this is a great fucking game you know it's worth your time um or maybe not great fucking but a good game for the system or whatever but this is on game boy color um it was still a good game. It just, it's, I don't know. I, I, I probably personally and most of the people like Robbie that had played the first one and were nostalgic about it. If, if you go and you play this, which is, it's just not as good. And it's, it's just kind of a letdown, you know. Uh, it's pro- probably fine. Like I said, if eight-year-old Blaine had found this, I'm sure he'd have fucking loved it. Um, I still, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I do think it is worth picking up so i don't know james i feel like we haven't talked enough is there anything else you want to talk about is there anything else that i want to talk about i think you know we covered it it's uh well as far as the game goes yeah i'm i'm, I'm done with deja vu i don't want to talk about oh, okay. shit no more i'm just saying in general <laughs> man before we close it up you know i got you on the horn it's hard for us to to even talk and i feel like what we've been talking maybe 30 minutes and that's just it just doesn't feel fair to the listeners um who have gotten you? I will say, welcome back to Dick and Don. It was it's nice to get something oh, from those guys for so. sure, for sure. And it was cool uh, to to listen to that episode, uh, even though it wasn't off topic and such. Uh, oh, I did want to talk to you a little bit about the uh, and everyone's talked it to death, but your thoughts on the uh, SNES classic, the upcoming. Ooh, ooh, I will definitely pick this up. Um, the games that are on it, you know, they they hit. Um, there's some games i thought were missing uh most notably i mean chrono trigger yeah. how do you, i don't know how you're gonna have a uh, snes classic without chrono trigger right. but aside from that like you're giving us two controllers in this system yeah and i think i counted there's like two-player games or four or five two-player games and one of them secret of mana which is kind of like you gotta put an asterisk by that one it's not it's it's it's, it becomes two-player and Um, technically final fantasy 3 slash 6 as well you can set it up to where a second controller can control two of the people during combat oh really yeah well again they should have had like king griffey jr baseball yeah that would you know a football game or just just some sport there there isn't a single sport game there's punch outs the closest one they get to right um but I'll definitely buy it. I mean, I, I pray that Nintendo uh, produces enough where we don't have this whole, you know, black market, you know, whole thing going on. That's um, the thing, James. Like, I, I'm i a pessimist at heart, and I just know. You know, Nintendo says they're going to produce more. I don't think they realize, like, how in demand, because they, they did. They put Earthbound and Secret of Mana and Final Fantasy VI and punch out and mario kart and oh god i can't even remember the half of them like the super metroid and legend of zelda link to the past i mean this is like mm-hmm. so good it's so far beyond what the nes classic was the snes classic is ridiculous um and uh, the MRSB is 80 bucks, 
and everybody and their dog is going to want this. Everyone, our age group, everyone younger than us even. I mean, there's a lot of people that are in their 20s, early 20s, that have heard of Earthbound, but haven't bothered to try and emulate it or whatever, um, because, you know, it's just, it's a, it's bullshit hassle, and then you've got to play it on your computer to, like, be able to play it on your TV, and with HD out, too, if I remember right, is just, it's ridiculous. You yeah, know? no, that's, that, that's the selling point, is you don't have to have any conversion kits or anything like that, it's just plug and play, and that's yeah. why it, it appeals to me so much, because... I don't have the space in my house to right. have like you know multiple TVs and different setups and all my yeah. systems out. So this is just small, compact. It's easy. I can put it away, bring it out when I want it, and just plug and play. Yeah, my my worry though is there's just not going to be enough. You know, I want one, and I think the only game I'm missing from it is Star Fox Two. Uh, I have an Earthbound. I have. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I have everything we just named. Um, and they're all great games, and I have no intention of ever selling any of them, even though, you know, technically I could sell my Earthbound by the system and have some change, you know what I mean, and still, quote-unquote, yeah. have Earthbound. Uh, to me, it's not the same, the same way as record collecting isn't the same as, like, oh, I bought it on CD or I bought the MP3. It's just, it's not the same. Um, but I still want the system pretty badly because it is the first official release of Star Fox 2, so this is... It's, in effect, it's the first licensed Super Nintendo game to be released in, what, 20 years, you know? And, yeah. And yeah. I like Star Fox. So. Yeah, first one was good. And second one looks good. I mean, they had it completed, right? And they just didn't release yeah, it because yeah. it was too close to the N64. Uh, yeah. That they had was, their own Star Fox game in mind for that one. That was the story. that they, they borrowed a lot of ideas. Yep. And... You can get Star Fox 2. You have been able to as a repro cart for years and years and years. The problem with it is they had to use carts that had a Super FX chip in them. So that meant mm-hmm. you either had to like get a original Star Fox cart or more commonly the one that was used was Stunt Race FX. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is a terrible fucking game. But what happened is so many people were getting the repro card of Star Fox 2, <clears throat> it caused Stump Race to be slightly, well, not slightly, much more rare than it actually should have been. <laughs> Funny. And at this point, like, Stump Race is now like a 10 or $15 game because of all the people that converted them, uh, as opposed to being like, you know, a $3 game where it should be. I mean, it's, it's dumpster trash for sure, but you still want these things preserved you know to have physical copies so a little annoying but it is what it is i definitely want to get one james i wasn't able to pre-order one i didn't even think about trying to do so until uh, bjorn and discord was like yeah i pre-ordered one and i was like fuck you can pre-order them well of course you can you old bastard you know i don't overseas not here though yeah, they haven't, the pre- they haven't had the pre-order for the United States yet, so we're just we're waiting for that right now. I'm on oh, all kinds really? of mailing lists. Okay, well, if you see it being pre-ordered, you let me know, and uh, I will I will pre-order it immediately. Or if I'm unavailable, just order me one. I will get you the money for it because I, I do want one. My- we'll try. One thing one thing Amazon's doing that they didn't do with the NES Classic is. I, they're they're going to somehow limit it so customers can only buy one that's each. A, that's a great idea. So I'll, I'll let you know as soon as it comes out. Call you, email yeah, you, yeah, text yeah. you, and I will. I will. And we'll we'll be on there together and just pray. Even if I have to do it on a credit card or something, I just have to. I I don't have to have one, but I really want one. Even though 
Yeah. Like I said, I own all the games. Like you said, it's compact. I can play it on my my uh, LCD screen instead of my old CRT. I was just reading an article <clears> today <throat> where they were saying in 50 years there wouldn't be any CRTs because all the components in them. You know, I don't know anything technical about them at all, but apparently this guy writing the article did, and he was saying, you know, this is going to break down and that's going to break down. And so all these old arcade machines from our youth and all our old televisions apparently won't be working in 50 years or so. So that's kind of scary to think uh i do have three crts i've i've saved um just because as i figured as they go out i can swap them out and stuff because to me playing Mm -hmm. the older games on anything but a crt just looks like trash i haven't bought a uh, upscaler like a uh what do they call that? The Frankenmeister or whatever it's called, uh, and all these different upscalers that are literally hundreds of dollars um, to be able to play them on a uh, flat screen and look right or better than right. Like I've seen some video of that stuff, and I can't believe how good some of these older games look with these uh, Frame Meister is the name of it. it. It blew my mind. It looked like a whole nother game. So I kind of do want one of those too, but those are like, you know, 600 bucks or something. I'm not spending money on that. And they look great on the CRT. They'll get cheaper. Yeah. Um, hopefully someone comes out with a cheap one of those at some point because, my mm-hmm. God, have you seen some of these games, how crisp they look? Like Final Fantasy VII, I was watching that, and, and I was like, that looks like a completely different game. It's actually... It didn't look like gorgeous, but compared to Final Fantasy VII, the way we know it, yeah, it looked amazing. All the lines were crisp and so on and so forth. It almost looked like a whole new game. And then some of these older games like Mega Man and uh, Super Mario 3 and stuff, I couldn't believe how good they looked. They looked like uh, modern editions like of uh, indie games and stuff like you would download on the mm-hmm. PSN network or something. I was just like blown away. But I'm not... A rich man, despite what some some people might think from my game collection, you know, I've been collecting this stuff for 25, 30 years, so it looks like, yeah, I spent a ton of money on games, but I really don't. It's really, I've spent a lifetime collecting. Um, but yeah, I really would like to have one of those Super Nintendo Classics. Yeah, if you see them pre-selling here, you let me know. Uh, I thought they'd already uh, sold out here, but I guess that's just overseas then? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can sign up for a mailing list on Amazon and one from I think it's Best Buy. Okay. And they'll email you when they're going to be available for pre-order. Oh wow. Okay, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do that. Yeah, because my my thought is as soon as this stuff becomes available to pre-order, uh, it's gonna be gone like within seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is. A bummer because I really wanted an NES classic to an extent as well, but I, w- I wasn't going to wait in line like you did, or uh, you know try and haggle with someone that wanted two hundred dollars for. Uh, no, you know it's like come on, bastards. It's yeah, ridiculous. And yeah, I still kind of want an NES classic, but not not anywhere close to what people are selling it for. What's funny about that though is. Uh, Toys R Us in their ineptitude actually have released uh, recently that they're not they haven't released but people on Reddit have released photos of like look what randomly showed up in Toys R Us today and like it'll be like nine NES classics like within the past week mm. <laughs> so evidently wow. they're still out there but only at Toys R Us and Toys R Us has done this for years if you've ever uh I used to actually, I worked there for a period of about six months and they're just really bad about putting stock out. They'll have stuff uh, in the back shelves and shit that 
should have gone out six months ago and no one does it and it just sits in storage rooms and then they're like oh this is back here and boom now you've got something you know people employees know yeah you'd think some would uh but evidently there's some toys r us like you got to remember too your typical toys r us like the one here in fort smith um employs about seven people not during christmas season seven people for a store the size of a walmart so you've got you know a lot of times i go and duck into toys r us sometimes to buy stuff for kids birthday parties and stuff a lot of times i go in there and i can't find anyone on the floor because they're all working in the back because that's how infrequent you know Mm -hmm. i remember from our grassroots meetings uh they would say that we made more in the three months leading up to christmas in a day than some months prior like say may you know (laughs) and it's like okay yeah i I can dig that because i worked there during some of those months too i was hired on a seasonal but i was hired on well in advance like i worked there like i said about five or six months and at first, I was like, man, this job is cake. I never have to put anything on the shelves because we never sell shit. And I just sit around all day. And then as the season started approaching, it became busier and busier and busier. And then it became like you see in the movies where like you've got lines around the corner and stuff. I remember I worked there the the season that they dropped a Game Boy Color. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, you know, and I know it's only gotten worse, but... I was there at 5 a.m. and we had a line that went the entirety of the building into the street across through the parking lot and down into the street and then down the sidewalk. Like you're talking, if I had to guess, 300 people or so standing in line waiting for the Game Boy Color. Um, and uh, we had to send our manager out there. Did you have enough of them? Oh no, we had 50 something. And uh, oh, wow. came up with the idea because they apparently they hadn't dealt with that at that point. And I don't remember it was me. I'm going to take credit. Uh, I think it was me actually. Was like, well, instead of like trying to let all these assholes in all at the same time, why don't we go get some of those? Because we had like these tickets that you could do for like parties yeah. and stuff. Store you some of these tickets that we use for like party favors for like, you know, whatever that we had. And, um, just hand people in line, go down and hand people in line a ticket, one through 50, whatever we had. And then when we got the last one, just tell every, if you did not get a ticket and you're here for the game boy color, uh, you will not be getting one. You may have saved a life that day, Blaine. I may have, because they were working into a frenzy out there. I mean, we had people out there hours before we opened the doors. People are crazy, man. Like, I know. I really want an SNES classic, but the thought of me going midnight to, I don't know, you know, like a Target or a Best Buy or whatever, no, man. I don't, you know, not that I'm a small guy or a scared, you know, cowardly man or anything like that, but these people are crazy, you know. It, it is not worth it. Well, when I got my NES classic, they did hand out, like, those tickets, like you said, and they came oh, outside okay. to make sure there was no crazy rush. And, there you go, man. I was, like, I was ready. Now, when they did so, did they say, did they call it the Blaine system since I invented it back in 97? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's the Blaine J system. We're going to hand out you a ticket and uh, rest you losers have to go home empty-handed. Anyway. I don't know, but I definitely, I definitely won't. All right, man. I think that hits it. I think that's, that's about an hour. Okay. Well, I was going to talk to you. Are, are you just need to go? No, I got a second. What's up? Oh no! I was just gonna like go off and ask you if you you'd uh, heard about the Genesis system or if you had picked up any of those. But yeah. oh yeah, the, wait, well let's talk real quick about the uh, Sega Forever. Yeah, um, 
my understanding really? is that they're going to be releasing a couple games every uh, every week that are a couple s- of weeks. Okay, that are Sega licensed games, right? Yeah, yeah. For for all systems, it's like Master System through um, Saturn I'm, or Dreamcast. Yeah, Dreamcast. I'm curious how they're going to get Dreamcast, but more so uh, Saturn games because Saturn games are really hard to emulate, and I'm curious. Mm-hmm. How they're going to manage that on a, on a mobile device? I'm also like, it, it's cool, and initially it's like it sounds pretty good, like oh, all the Sega games. But then you start remembering like a lot of your favorite Sega games, at least that were made on Sega systems, weren't Sega exclusive games. They were made by other companies, Konami, Capcom, yeah. etc. So, like, there are a few the Shining Force games, like. I'm chomping at the bit, hoping that they release Shining Force Three in its entirety, because I will, I will definitely pay for that in whatever you ask. Like I, I want to play through the entirety of Shining Force Three, because we only ever got the first of three here, um, and that, uh-huh. yeah, that's a Sega title. So I'd be looking. For I would it agree. I hope like an external controller that you know plugs yeah. into you know your your mobile device and right. you can pop your phone up and then just play with, on a controller. I mean, this for like the action platformers like Sonic and yeah. uh, I don't know, Altered Beast and stuff like that. It's just you know it, it works. It does it does an okay job, but it'd be so nice just to have that controller in your hand and oh, okay. not have part of your screen monopolized with you know the buttons and the so pad. I can take it that you've tried it already. Then oh, they're free. So I I got all the ones they have out right now and I've played all of them. Um, and they, yeah, they work. They're not the best games that are out. Kid Chameleon, you know, that, that, that's like my favorite one right now. Yeah. I've always liked that game. Such and a uh, game, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was one of the first ones I played. So whenever I play it, it like brings me back to like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. standing inside Target in like second grade, you know, waiting in line to my Sega game, and then you got like two minutes and it reset itself. It was next kid's turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game was always on there, so I'd always play that one. Yeah, Kid Chameleon. Yeah, it is a tough game. Oh, it's horrifically hard, and and like I don't know how many levels no, like, there actual, are, but I remember standing. There are no, there. I don't know. There are levels. There's no linear like path. It's just right. like every level has like four or five different warp zones, and you warp you somewhere completely to, yeah. different. I've never been to the end. I don't know what the end, no. what the end's all about. I want to say we spent all night. It's on a, I like it in different helmets. Yeah, and Comic Zone. That's the other one that's on right now. Oh like, man, Comic into. Zone is superb. And I feel like the one on the mobile device right now, it's, it's like easier. Like they, they set it on like super easy mode because huh. I got pretty far. And I was like, God, my first time playing, and I got to like, I don't know, like four or five. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not this good, especially uh, on this uh, you know mobile device. I want to say Comic Zone is four levels total. Um, pretty sure, but yeah, uh, I, I think it. I got pretty far. Uh, it's a it's a tough as nails game. So if you're saying you got pretty far, regardless of whether or not you got four or five, or maybe you got almost to the damn end, there's no telling. But yeah, that game I spent a lot of time on it, and it is tough. Um, mm-hmm. And there's no continue. I think I made it easier than for us because it's it's not that I'm not that good. Yeah, yeah, it's a great game. A lot of secrets in it too. Like uh, you can use your little rat, and I forget his name. He has like a really cool name. Oh, yeah. Garbage the rat, and you can use him. He can actually pull back parts of the comic to find items for you and stuff. Uh, up, uh-huh. Even when you very first start the game, if you pull your rat out and use him and let him sniff around immediately, you'll get a few items right at the very first panel of the game. So, little pro tip for you when you go to play again. Um, yeah. I, I had heard from other podcasters that 
the interface with the controls was okay. It wasn't great that they would rather play it on an original like Genesis or whatever. But it works, but... It's weird to me, though, that they're just giving this shit away for free. It doesn't seem like it'd be... You gotta watch an ad every time you play, or time you play a level, so they're, they're getting you some way. I guess, but it's still like... I guess at this point they've remade so many of these games, like you mentioned Comic Zone and all the Sonics and stuff. Uh-huh. Those are on all the different Genesis systems. Yeah, the little plug and play and all the collections and fucking everything. So yeah, yeah, at this point it's like you almost can't give away some of those games. Whereas it was novel at first to like, oh, this game has Golden Axe 3. Like, Golden Axe 3 is on fucking everything now. And, yeah. Yeah, so I can... I can That's pretty cool. You can still pay. You can pay two or three dollars per game. And you get all the ads taken away. So even if they had it for like a dollar a game, I mean, I'd, I'd probably yeah. still buy all of them for yeah. two dollars a game. I'd, I'll probably still buy all of them because I don't know. I, I am looking forward to it, but I I kind of feel like they're going to do it for a little while, see that the interest is waning, and then never finish with their promise to release everything they have. And I kind of feel like it's going to be the Sega forever, Blaine. Not Sega for a little while. I think they have to do it forever. Yeah, well. <laughs> They didn't originally. It's legally binding. Yeah, about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, I, I do believe we have more than enough. It's always fun talking to you, James. I just kind of want to just keep talking about yeah, stuff man. and bouncing ideas and everything. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's about it. Uh, sorry that we didn't talk more about Deja Vu, guys. It is kind of just a simple game. Jeff and uh, Josh, get back with me definitely for those uh <coughs> prizes and yeah standard stuff listen to all our friends blah 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 until then keep it retro Hello, see you next time <laughs> see you later everybody i'm dying man stop coughing putting <laughs> it you ruined it Get out there. All right, later, buddy. All right, buddy. Try to cancel all the pictures into the mind bars of flashing in my eyes. Time to see my condition. The nation is gone running again. Can't you see now? I'm just riding to the mind. Deja vu. Trying to guess now what's going on. Hey.
Just be- 